Welcome to Top Shelf Integrity, where we give you an inside look at how we, the Beam Centauri on-premise team, maintain our best-in-class standards in the alcohol industry, and what makes us the best team in the business, bar none. It's about service at the end of the day, and we're going to show you how we do our thing so you can level up yours. What does Top Shelf Leadership do differently? What does it mean to show up for your customers and your teammates? How do you balance innovation and honoring legacy? It's all here. So grab a glass, pull up a chair, and let's pour one out. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Dan Cohen, and I'm uh, happy to be here with you on a lovely afternoon in Chicago in the Merchandise Mart. We are talking cocktails to go today. I'm sitting with Christina. Kolareb. How are you, Christina? I'm good, Dan. How are you? I'm doing great. It is always a pleasure to sit in a studio in the office, sipping a cocktail and talking about really fun stuff. So thanks for joining today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Christina, why don't we start by, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, your background and what you do at Beam Centauri? Perfect. Yes. So um, I have been at Beam Centauri. It'll be four years in August now. Um, I've been in the liquor and bar industry for over 15 years. Um, my background, I, I come from a distributor. Um, so I was at a distributor, started in sales and my focus has always been in the on-premise industry. Um, I've always worked with bars and restaurants, whether it be sales management or, um, even trade development where I've developed the programming for bars and restaurants. Currently at Beam, um, I am the senior marketing manager for national accounts on-premise. So I work very closely with uh, Ken Ruff, who is the VP of national accounts on premise, and then John Horn, who is our regional account VP. That's great. And so you've clearly had a lot of experience in your career um, with bars and restaurants. I and do. I imagine the last year, just as a both as a consumer, but as someone professional who has very close relationships with bars and restaurants, it's probably been tough to see so many of our favorite iconic and um just, you know, fantastic bars either shut down or struggle to survive. And, um, I guess talk, how did that, how did that hit you throughout all the other noise that was going on and all the other, you know, craziness? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's been very upsetting, um, to see so many bars and restaurants shutter or even those that, you know, um, didn't even make it through the pandemic. Um, there's been a lot of our, you know, bartenders and servers, who, you know, ultimately laid off, lost their jobs and are just getting back to work now. Um, so, you know, I think through our roles at Beam Centauri and, and even in my personal life, we've done, we've tried to do as much as possible to support those, in, you know, those colleagues and coworkers of ours throughout the industry, um, whether it be through our Shift Meals to Go program. Obviously, it's been very sad. Yeah, it has been. It's also been, it's, it's kind of unlocked opportunities for us to really try to help support our bar friends when we can. And I, you know, we, on, on my end, personally, early on, I would try to, I, you know, some music clubs that I love that I didn't know if they were going to survive. I bought a gift card to them knowing yeah. that one day, hopefully I'll buy a ticket or, or, you know, or a shirt or whatever. And same goes for some of our favorite restaurants. We identified like three or four of our, our favorite pizza spot on the block and we just bought gift K cards. K gift cards. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I ate more carry out in the last year just from my yep. favorite bars and restaurants just to support them than I, than I ever have. Right. Absolutely. We also, I mean, from a, at work, you know, whenever we had an opportunity to work with a out of work bartender or somebody yeah. that, you know, that, we're kind of figuring out ways to collaborate or to kind of just, you know, make sure that we're, we're there for them. Absolutely. 
Dan, um, tell me about yourself. What, what's been your role at Beam? Sure. Absolutely. So, um, I've been at Beam for about 12 and a half years. Oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I, I am the senior director of PR and social media. So I, uh, uh, help, help run the, those departments. Um, when I joined, it was at the beginning of the recession, late 2008, and it was at a strange time. Um, and so it's an interesting kind of uh, bookend to where we are now, just in terms of challenges, kind of, uh, yeah. volatility, a lot of change. And so I've, I've seen it all here and yeah, we, uh, we've been, um, especially busy this last year, I think I, everyone has, but we are in social, we've been very, very busy with, um, just all the needs of the business also just ever changing climate out there with social justice and the need for us to really kind of support and kind of lean in, um, to support bartenders and to support kind of the business that's, that's been, uh, just evolving. So it's been, it's been an a crazy year. year. Yes, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Okay. And where were we at before beam? Uh, before beam, I was at a PR agency at Edelman okay. for a number of years working on Unilever and Axe body spray, which was oh, fun, fun time <laughs> at the time. It was a perfect way to learn how to do uh, PR and that's build awesome. lifestyle brands. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been here 12 and a half years and I, uh, learn something new every day for sure. That's awesome. That's great. Love it. Awesome. Well, today is a very special episode because we are talking about a very cool topic called cocktails to go. And, um, as part of that, I know each of these uh, episodes, we, uh, enjoy a drink together. And I think we start by sharing what we're drinking. Well, because it's a special episode, we decided to bring in a special drink. So you and I both have ordered from a local bar near, you know, near the Mart. Yes, yes, we did. Some cocktails to go. I'm sipping a perfectly crafted Knob Creek old fashioned and it's perfect. What are you drinking? I actually have a Hornitos margarita on the rocks. Awesome. Now is there, the people want to know, is there salt on the rim? There is salt on the rim. That's the only way to drink them. Excellent. I would agree. So we're sipping some nice cocktails to go. These were made, crafted by a bar nearby. And you know, that that's significant because before we were in the situation that we are today, about a year and a half ago plus, you couldn't really, or you wouldn't normally just bring a cocktail from a bar next door. You wouldn't be asking no. for a cocktail to go unless you're in, in on Bourbon Street or something. Right. Um, why don't we, why don't we start, Christina, by talking, what, what is cocktails to go? How would you describe that? What, what does that mean to you? Sure. So, so cocktails to go, um, it, it's, it's really new for Illinois. Uh, you know, it's, it all started with the pandemic, right? So after much lobbying from bars and restaurant owners, we passed new legislation, um, which allows cocktails to go for the very first time. And it's really been a lifeline for the service industry. Uh, when, when the pandemic forced these bars and restaurants to shut down, this provided them um, incremental sales opportunities that, that they no longer had, right? So it's been a lifeline for them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing that this is something that's so kind of intuitive and maybe so creative, but also it should have been around for a while because people are enjoying cocktails responsibly in new ways, but also it's a way to support bars and restaurants that you, that you've wanted to help keep in business and help support throughout the pandemic. And I, I, you know, I, uh, I've definitely enjoyed cocktails to go throughout the last year. I think it, when it started and it started hitting certain States and was getting legalized, um, you would hear stories of just new ways to enjoy. People were not hanging out together. They'd go on a, like I would go on a walk with my wife. We would say, let's go on a quick walk. And uh, the weather's nice outside. It's summer, and we would be able to go up to a window and pick up a cocktail, a cocktail, and and walk around. And it was actually 
a new thing I had never done before in Chicago. Did right. you have that experience too? I, I did. I did. Um, well, and that's just it. People love craft cocktails, right? And with bars and restaurants closing down, they didn't have that luxury anymore. And people lack the knowledge on how to make a craft cocktail. And they also lack those ingredients at home to make those cocktails. So, you know, Cocktails to Go has really afforded that that luxury and that, you know, convenience. Absolutely. And conversely, the bars, it's hard to staff bartenders when you aren't able to have anyone there. You're right. not able to, you're not really doing delivery business. And um, it's just offered a revenue stream to keep people afloat. So it was kind of a win-win given the uh, the tough situation that we were in. Um, and also one thing that was pretty notable is just the innovation that came out of this. And I, and I think both in the industry, but even, uh, you know, we know Beam Suntory really pivoted our, our approach and really kind of leaned into cocktails to go, I guess. How did that, how did that start? Yeah. So that started, honestly, I, I, I want to say with Ken Ruff, right? Um, Ken Ruff has been in this industry for over 30 years with Beam Suntory and he was really passionate. This was his passion project, honestly. So Ken, you know, came to Rachel and, and, you know, the legal team here and just started researching on how we could do this, what we could provide our accounts, you know, whether it be legal advice, vessels. Uh, we created a a logo for Cocktails to Go that was kind of, um, you know, that every account could could use. Uh, we created print. Um, and this was really just a passion project with Ken for Ken Ruff. Um, since then, John Horn has, has kind of taken ownership of that project and, and leads it with the team. Um, but Beam Centoria has really embraced, embraced this initiative. And by the way, just for those listening, Ken Ruff is a legend in the industry. He is our yes. vice president of, uh, of on-premise national account. So he does a lot with bars and restaurants and he's been around um, and done a lot of innovation. So, you know, he, he got a nice name drop there. And then John Horn, who is our uh, VP of regional um, bar and restaurant accounts. He's been our, uh, state manager of New York. Anyway, so we, yeah. we gave some shout outs, want to make sure everyone knew who we were talking about, but, yeah. but, uh, these, these two gentlemen really, uh, decided, um, early on in the pandemic that, that this was an opportunity to lean into, to support our bar friends and to, to kind of give our, you know, offer our brands to consumers that want them in ways that, you know, during times they couldn't really go out they and drink. They couldn't do it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you mentioned vessels, you mentioned different types of support that we provided. You know, there was so much creativity coming out of bars and also coming out of brands um, during Cocktails to Go. We saw unique Maker's Mark jars and vessels that you could have yeah. custom cocktails made out of. We saw unique approaches to cocktails. You mentioned you're drinking a margarita. Cinco de Mayo was a, a strange time last year because uh, no one was having Cinco de Mayo parties, but we focused heavily on our key tequila markets and offered a lot of margaritas with, with our partner bars and restaurants. And we really saw a lot of um, uh, people posting in Instagram. People love sharing their cocktails Absolutely. to go and social media. It was, it was huge. It was huge. We even, I saw um, in New York, there's a, there's a bar that created a Legion bourbon cocktail. That was like this decadent indulgent um, dessert cocktail. And it nice. was trending and, um, a lot of people were ordering and sharing that and it, you just saw it kind of, uh, it definitely helped kind of progress things and help bars do innovative stuff they wouldn't have otherwise done before. Absolutely. I agree. Social media, um, the presence of this, this movement has been huge on social media, especially, you know, it's bars and restaurants it's important for them to promote it as well. Cause not every bar and restaurant got on board, um, with this initiative. So I think that just helped, you know, 
create that pathway for them to to push forward with their cocktail to go program. Um, and cocktails to go obviously is is a big program that helped achieve that early on with cocktails to go. What were some of the biggest challenges that we faced that you recall from getting it out into the world and kind of getting it going as it's, it's a new system that no one else had done before? Right. I think um, one of the biggest challenges is obviously the legalities. Right. Um, just making sure we were compliant in every single market because we do we don't just deal within Illinois, even though that's where we're based. Right. Um, so learning and knowing those legalities in each and every state, I think first and foremost was, was the biggest obstacle. I would say secondly was procuring those, those vessels to kind of help our accounts with the means to put their cocktails in to, mm-hmm. to make them to go. Right. Um, a lot of those vessels we get from China <laughs> and sure. fortunately that was a problem as well. Right. So I think those were probably two of the biggest, biggest obstacles that we had to overcome. That being said, the team was great. Our um, supplier partners were great. Uh, everybody was very quick to, to react and it was a total team effort. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting when we started that, which, you know, we didn't necessarily invent it. The no. idea of it was starting to bubble, but we definitely had the foresight and, you know, Ken Ruff and John Horn and the, and the team um, focusing on bar and restaurant programming definitely had the foresight to think like this is a bubbling trend that bars and restaurants are going to start and that states are starting to to kind of uh, help achieve. Let's let's lean into this and let's pivot, which in a normal time would have been hard for us to to do. Yeah, at a time when everybody's remote, everybody's you know dealing with the personal work life balance challenges. The, the the system was just kind of down. It's harder to get stuff done. Absolutely. In that lockdown. Um, and so it's just that much more impressive that this in, this innovation could happen and um, the Cocktails to Go program could really be brought brought forth um, both from our company's perspective, but from from bars and, and brands and, and whatnot. Yeah, for um, sure. The degree of difficulty was greater, but the innovation I thought was more creative and effective. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree for sure. Um, so let me ask you this, Dan. Uh, Beam has a history with On the Rocks that stretches back before the acquisition. Um, has this always been in the works with with Beam Sindori? Has this been their long term plan or goal? I, I've only been here three and a half years, so sure. What yeah, do you think it's interesting because at the same time of as uh, as cocktails to go, the other trend, of course, as people were drinking more at R2Ds. home and are ready to drink and kind of bottled cocktails, it's kind of a a cousin of the cocktail to go. And certainly on the rocks is one of the, the the greatest examples of very premium cocktails that are available very easily to consume because it's already already built, already mixed, already ready to go. Um, and on the rocks is a a brand that was founded out of Texas. Uh, Beam Centauri acquired on the rocks recently. We'd had a partnership with them for a number of years, um, but they're, they're they're a startup and they just continue to grow. And not just because the trends of consumers wanting to drink good cocktails at home and they either aren't comfortable or don't know how to make them, or maybe they don't want to order a cocktails to go, you know, on a given occasion and on the rocks has really exploded. And now you'll see it everywhere. I mean, it's, it's not only, it's not only in your local shop, but you're finding it at Target and Costco and it's awesome because it's so good. And it's still, um, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's a craft. It's still a craft cocktail. It's a craft cocktail, it's, and it's it's still a, a startup is, that keeps yeah. rising. But I think you know that trend of RTDs um, span. It, it it goes back you know a number of years, and you know as a, as a company, we've certainly had a lot of uh, leadership and ready to drink. I mean, our history with Skinny Girl cocktails, which of course oh, yeah. years ago was 
um, such a, a mammoth and, you know, the, the top locale RTD on the market and our history with um, other, other cocktails, other products, you know, from everything from what we're doing now with the Jim Beam ready to drink highball to Hornitos yep. tequila seltzer, um, just ready to drink continues to be um, popular. And we're certainly primed with a lot of options and some of it's ready to drink and some of it's just collaborating with uh, the bars and restaurants on, yeah. on cocktails to go. Yeah. They're portable. They're convenient. They're sessionable. They're, I mean, they're, they're great. And I think us using natural flavors and our premium spirits, it's, it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. So cocktails to go has really helped bars survive. And in some cases thrive, yes. maybe, maybe not thrive, but survive, survive. Um, but the question is, where do we go from here? More people are going to bars in many cities. Bars are opening up, you know, regulations right. are lifted. It's really nice to see so many people who are vaccinated, who are able Out to safely about. go have a, have a drink with a friend. It's a rare delicacy right now, given where we've been, but more and more, there's going to be cocktails served at tables and at bars. Where do you see cocktails to go do- going? Is it going away or do you think it's going to continue? So I, I don't think it's going to go away. Um, obviously that's going to be a to every state, right? Because every state has their their own unique legislature around cocktails to go. I know there's been several states that have filed for those extensions to keep those cocktail to go programs alive. Um, but that being said, I I don't think it's going away. You know, there are going to be people out there who still don't have that comfort level yet. Um, so I think cocktail to go will still stay strong and and be dominant for the rest of this year. Um, and then who knows what 2022 will bring? Yeah, no, I, I, I could see <laughs> I cocktails mean, to go being trendy and relevant for years. I could see it growing. I could see it, you know, maybe not everyone's going to offer it, but it's interesting to see as cocktail kits as well. Bars are doing, yes. you know, Bloody Mary kits and old fashioned kits and consumers might want a cocktail already made. They want, might want like an already ready to drink, or they might want to make a cocktail, but with all the necessary ingredients packaged for them. So I could see the trend continue and hopefully a lot of states are going to, you know, make this a permanent law. I think that's the kind of latest discussion. That's, that's I hope, I hope for that. I, there's no reason why it not for it not to be right. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely something the bar and restaurant industry needs. Um, it just is that incremental source of revenue. Absolutely. I think, and I do think cocktails to go speaks to a broader trend of just convenience and, yes. you know, people wanting refreshing drinks, convenience, um, I, I spoke with, uh, with Charlie on a, on a different episode about the highball right. highball, Charlie. Yeah. Love highball, Charlie, highball, Charlie. So we, sp- uh, we chatted, uh, at a, at a different episode and, um, just the idea of refreshing, easy to drink, convenient drinks, highball certainly is one yes. on the rocks, ready to drink cocktails or others. And then as we've been talking cocktails to go is maybe the perfect example of convenience. The fact that, you know, you could walk up to a window or you could even order from DoorDash at this point. Yeah. And it's amazing. It is. It is. Yeah. I, I definitely think it's here to stay. So another element to the innovation, I think that I've noticed as a consumer is, so we've worked with our bar friends on interesting vessels that I mentioned the maker's yes. jug, the jar, Amazing but jars, also yeah. I've seen like a neighbor brought me a cocktail. This was like beginning of last summer from one of the best cocktail bars in the North side of Chicago. And it came in like a soup container just because, you know, they, okay. they, they were okay. figuring out, they were evolving. They didn't want to, of course, no one was able to just spend money on just expensive packaging. They were right. just making do. So it was, it, I think it was a white Negroni and he brought it to me and it was like, uh, he, he dropped it on my door and it was amazing. It was funny that we were kind of joking about how never before in the kind of craft cocktail world with presentation and 
style and all of that is part of the package. Would anyone have been kind of willing to put their unbelievable cocktail in like a little plastic soup container? Yeah. It was perfect. It was awesome. I, I poured it over ice and it was, um, actually, no, it was a Negroni. I didn't even pour it over ice. It was just served cold. It was perfect. perfect. But it was just like, we, we talked at the time about trends are, are changing where some of the greatest mixologists in the world were finding ways to put their incredible cocktail in however they could into the hands of consumers. Yeah. And yeah, we, we saw a, a couple of counts who, you know, we, we normally go and we get a, a box of Joe coffee for, you know, our meetings in the morning, like accounts were using those cardboard boxes to put their, their cocktails in, you know, for, for group cocktails. So yeah, we saw a lot of creativity over the past, what, 16 months. Yeah. Um, and I'd say consumer expectations were kind of uh, level sided. Like, I don't think anyone um, no. that I know complained no, about no getting a questioned. cocktail in a box or because, mm-hmm. you know, they'd recognize it's, this is a uh, kind of about survival and the fact that we were able to drink such an amazing cocktail, despite yes. the challenges, it was, it was a luxury. And I think it was, yeah, right. You, you bring it back to you're supporting your local establishment, your favorite local establishment, your bar and your restaurant, knowing they're, they're doing the best they can in these unprecedented times. Right. Because we all saw what the last 16 months with, with just those liquor trends shifting just to off premise. Right. The grocery yep. stores, our retailers. So to be able to support our on-premise bars and restaurants, I don't think the vessel mattered, but we did see a lot of creativity over the past 16 months. Absolutely. Uh, so now if we could play, you know, fortune teller, what, uh, what other cocktail trends do you see on the horizon? So cocktails to go, something it might, co- I, I th- we think it's going to stay for a while. Hopefully it is a permanent fixture. Um, what other cocktails are we seeing as bars are opening? Are you, are you finding, uh, bars doing different things. I mean, uh, one thing I'll say, of course, is the QR code, the, you yes, know, do we need men- paper right. menus? Nope. That's a trend that was bubbling even before the pandemic, the idea of sustainability. Yes. So that might, that, I mean, QR codes were like trendy. What would you say? Like five, eight years ago. And then they kind of went away and now all of a sudden they've come back and they're, I mean, they serve a function. Yeah. They're, they're green. They're great. Yeah. They're and great. I love QR codes. Those hopefully never go away. And it seems like just with the functionality of phones being able to just easily access. Why would you bring a paper menu back? I agree. You know, I, you spoke about it earlier and you met with highball Charlie. What was it last week or a couple of weeks ago, but just, you know, the trend on around highballs. Did you, did you guys talk about anything about that or? We, we absolutely did. We talked yeah. a deep dive into just that trend and how it's so convenient. It seems so easy to make on paper, but it's super easy. It's easy, but it's also easy to mess up because, you know, even if it's pretty much two ingredients, if it's not perfect, if the elements aren't right as, as are really highly carbonated, it's gotta be so, perfect. Yeah. And, but it, it speaks to just the, the interest in refreshing drinks and drinks that aren't reinventing the wheel. And that's kind of what cocktails to go has done. Certainly innovation and really unique, mm-hmm. uh, components to cocktails, but also just classic, a bloody Mary, a margarita, like some classic drinks that were just perfect yeah. to go, whether it's an occasion or, you know, or you're sending a gift to somebody or you're just having dinner and you want to bring something in. I think a lot of the things that I'm seeing now too, um, and I, and I get a lot of requests from, you know, our accounts that we're working with. Cause like I said, I'm, I work with national accounts across the country. Everybody wants those Instagrammable drinks too, right? You know, the garnishes that are just over the top and just Instagram worthy. Cause we, we know the power of social media. Absolutely. So. It, it helps promote their own bar. It helps consumers promote the fun that they're having. Even when you see one walk by your table, Ooh, what's that? I want one. And then, you know, it, it's cause and effect. You, now you're ordering it because you, 
see it. You know, we order with our eyes. Yeah. I mean, do you think I've also noticed some small trends in the little I've, I've just started to kind of check bars and restaurants out a bit. And I've noticed, first of all, some of them, you know, a lot of them based on some of the the, the regulations and the city codes, you have to have a reservation. Um, yeah, that's an interesting that's trend. It, it's tough, but I'm wondering if some bars will adopt that just because it allows them to regulate and to better estimate uh, business volume on a given night. Do you think that's going to be a thing or is that going to go away whenever they can get I it? I hope it goes away because <laughs> I know there's been times where we've tried to go out and it's like, oh, you don't have a reservation. So it's it's been challenging. I think as you know, again, the world starts to open up and we are at, you know, what I think we're at what 50% capacity now, but heading to, toward that 75% capacity. Um, so I, I feel like as the world opens up, we will see that like loosen up a little yeah. bit. Absolutely. Some things I love, I like my, my barber now does, uh, appointments and he used to not, and you have to wait for like two hours, Oh no way! which was actually kind of fun. Cause you got to just sit yeah, and you just relax hang with the guys and for yeah. sure, but it is way more effective and efficient. And it's nice to have like an actual appointment. Okay. On the yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I mean, I like it when I'm waiting for a table though, because then, you know, it's like that, that hour and a half, that two hour time window that they give people you know, I think they're able to, uh, to plan accordingly better then, but. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, I could see it either way. It is, it can be inconvenient and annoying, but also there is something nice about always knowing you're not going to have to wait in a crowd right. in a line. If you know, you can get a table. Yep. Um, but I do, I, I, I probably be on your same page of like, hopefully in most cases it goes away. So you can actually just be a bit more fluid Lags with your nights. And yes, yeah. absolutely. So what else? And then, so straws, paper straws were a thing back pre pandemic, but anything with environmental focus right now beyond QR codes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like obviously we're seeing a lot less, less menus printing, um, straws, straws started to go away before the pandemic and I hope they stay away. Um, you know, obviously selfishly speaking, I like straws, but I'm glad with that. I'm, I'm good with that trend. Right. Um, it's good for the environment. Well, that's good. I mean, there's clearly a lot of, um, innovation coming out, but, um, still the tried and true meet someone at a bar, have a seat, have a drink. That's never, never going away. And it's nice to just add to your repertoire of, you can meet your friend at a bar or you could say, let's go on a walk. Let's have a cocktail and walk around that. That's just a new opportunity that we haven't had before. In your local establishments that you visit, are the bar stools back? Because I am not seeing bar stools back in a lot of the bars that I frequent yet. I've seen it much more limited where there might be just three stools or yeah. there's stools with like a divider, like a plastic divider. Oh, so weird, right? which is weird, but yeah. you, you get used to it. Um, but yes, I feel like they're starting to come back, but I, I, I do think certainly everyone's still trying to manage congestion and yeah, yeah, yeah. keep their staff kind personal of space. Safe. Absolutely. But, but still the idea of meeting someone at a bar, that's never going to go away. That's no. never going to be replaced. Um, it just offered the, the cocktails to go just offers a different way to enjoy a cocktail even if you're not sitting at a bar having a handmade cocktail, you know, poured right in front of you and you can still enjoy that same cocktail on your couch, in your yard, wherever. Absolutely. It's great. All right. Well, it's been a fun time drinking a cocktail to go and talking about cocktails to go. I mean, absolutely. We've been enjoying them and working on them for well over a year, but just to sit, have a kind of pause for a minute, have a drink Reflect. and talk about it. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it's it's been great. Um, thank you for uh, for chatting with me. This is fun. Thanks, Dan. It was good to chat with you too. So I know the tradition on these episodes is to end with a toast. Let's do that. Would you like to lead? I'm going to pa- pass the baton. <laughs> yeah. So I think we just, we just toast to better times ahead, right? And I think, you know, as this team, as we reflect back on and what the team did is in regards to Cocktails to Go and the platform that, you know, 
Ken and John and, and your team um, and legal. It, it was a truly a team effort. So kudos to everybody who was involved. And uh, here's to uh, 2021 and 2022, right? Sounds good. That good stuff. Well, cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Top Shelf Integrity is brought to you by Beam Centauri, Inc., Chicago, Illinois. Remember to always drink responsibly.